We welcome you today to Western Park Baptist Church this first Sunday in the new year, 2022. Trust that uh, over the holidays you had a chance to be with family and friends as best we could with the increase of the Omicron variant. Um, we hope that as it rose quickly, it will also fall quickly. That's our, our hope here in this new year. So I want to begin with a statement from Karl Rahner. He writes, Jesus as a proper name tells us how Yahweh willed to be in our regard. Close, loving, helpful, faithful, faithful to the end. In Jesus and by him we know what we have in God. So... If we want to know God in this new year of 2022, then our best way of doing that is to look to Christ because Jesus reveals Abba, Father, uh, in the best way we have possible. So a question you might hold uh, as we begin is, you know, what does this new year of your life, what will it bring to you and to me? this new year of your life. So when we cross the threshold of a new year, there's you know, a chance to reflect. I think we all do that to some degree. We think in terms of what might emerge, what are our hopes, what are our aspirations. This is a new year of your life, a gift from God. And can we receive it and move closer towards him in all that this year may bring? So let's just hold that, this new year of your life. What is God saying to you, to me, as we begin this year? So that's kind of where we begin. And to look at this first Sunday in 2022, we're going to do a one-off looking at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Lovely text. And then from there, next few weeks, we'll do... Uh, look at a variety of psalms uh, in terms of what they say. So looking at 1 Peter 2 then, it begins with uh, Peter writing, Rid yourselves therefore of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So that's where Peter begins. And as I was reflecting on what text to begin this new year with, uh, this one came to mind. As Peter is really saying, well, let's begin the year by taking off the false self, the old self. Let's take that off and instead put on the new true self. And so the false self here for Peter, as he writes, he enumerates a variety of traits that we struggle with. So malice, all evil thoughts that we hold against others, guile, which is deception, dishonesty, insincerity, which is actually the Greek word hypocrisy, where we take up various false roles. And then perhaps the last to speak to us in the deepest way, envy, 
covetousness, competition, comparison, all of those kinds of traits. Peter says, take them off. And then finally, slander, speaking badly of others, gossip, hurtful language. And, and, you know, as we look at these, we recognize that as much as we want to put them off, they kind of hang around. They, they, they're not that easy to put off totally. And even within the community of faith, we, we struggle with some of these things. And so Peter is reminding us, let's take off. Rid yourselves means take off. It's like taking off an old set of clothes. I'm going to put on a new set. So take off these characteristics that are harmful for us. Mark writes in Mark 10, 43, 44, where, you know, in the last hours, really, of Jesus' life, when he's in the upper room with his disciples, the disciples are still jabbing at each other. They're competing with one another of, you know, who... Who is the greatest in God's kingdom and who will sit at the right hand and the left hand? They're arguing about that. Even as things are drawing to a close with the life of Christ, their master. So if they're hanging in there with those kinds of traits, then obviously it's it's there for us as well. Will we give up such vices? Jesus tells a story, it's it's an interesting one, in Luke chapter 11. And it goes this way. It's a a parable to make a point. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place. But not finding any, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. When it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and live there. And Jesus ends, and the last state of that person is worse than the first. So what is Jesus meaning when he tells this story? Put off the old self. Well, you know, it, it speaks to our reality when, you know, we attempt, we attempt to Get rid of something that's messing up our lives, you know, and and then we may have some success with it for a while, and then we fall back into it. And then when we fall back into it, it it can be worse than ever. We're now back in a situation, and it's like all that effort we we took to get rid of it, now we're deeper in the hole than ever. So, you know, it it means that we can't play around with stuff, Jesus is saying. If we're going to be serious in our faith, then we need to get rid of. And it's hard to do that on our own, and we need to depend on the Spirit of God to do that. And in fact, we need to need the assistance of the faith community if we can be honest enough to share what's really going on. Put off the old self, Peter says. That's where he begins. So if we put off the old self, then we're invited to Put on the new self, verses 2 and 3. We read it. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation. Long for pure spiritual milk. Interesting in Paul, when he talks about spiritual milk, it's a bit disparaging. He He refers it to as food for newborn baby Christians. And that you should be able to get beyond that and, and you know eat the real meat. Peter doesn't approach it that way. 
For Peter, pure spiritual milk is something that we all long for. Long for spiritual milk. Long for is Psalm 42, 1, where the deer is longing for water. So we are to long for feeding on Christ. To long for it. All the way through our journey, we never get to the point where we're beyond drinking pure spiritual milk, Peter is saying. Keep feeding. Keep going to Christ. Don't level off. Not a plateau. We want to keep growing. Note, so that we might increase in our salvation, he says there. So that by it you may grow into salvation. That we might continue to grow up in Christ. That's what Peter is saying. Take off the old self, all those characteristics that we've looked at, and put on the new self. And the new self will keep growing as we look to Jesus. Salvation. Grow up in it. Feed on Jesus. And what is the motivation? Peter ends, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. We have a lovely song we sing in our worship, the goodness of God. We, we remind it of God's goodness. Taste and see that the Lord is good is a statement taken from Psalm 34. Peter knows the Psalms well, and he borrows this statement, and he says that this goodness of God, if we have tasted it, will motivate us to keep following and looking to Jesus. So, you know, we might pause for a moment and ask, well, have you tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Where in your life can you say, I've tasted and known God's goodness, the goodness of Christ, the goodness of the Holy Spirit working in your life and mine? Can that be a motivation for us as we move into 2022 and grow in our faith, individually and as a community of faith, grow into our salvation, taste and see that the Lord is good. Reminded, you know, that in our spiritual relationship with God, we, we need to do it in an integrated manner. We've speak, spoken about this before. So, for example, we, we, we need to grow our mind. And so we grow our mind by, one way is, is reading the scriptures, allowing them to speak through our hearts. To grow in our spirits. We do that through prayer, through praise. To grow and keep our body healthy. What ways can we do that? Working out, meditation, what ways to help our body. And then our emotions. It's one of the reasons why praise is so important, singing is so important, music is so important, because it touches us on an emotional level. So in this integrated way, in this holistic way, to come and taste that the Lord is good. So that could be an aspiration for us in 2022. Peter says, take off the old self, put on the new self, and then what, what enables us in that? What, what helps us in terms of moving forward? And so we hear that in verses 4 and 5. Peter says, Come to him a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God 
through Jesus Christ. So what, what, what enables us to keep putting on this true self? Well, as we conclude this unit, Peter says, well, we must come to Christ. Verse 5. Come to him, a living stone. Come to Christ. All the way through the year, keep going to Christ. We saw in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> Come to Christ, who is the life. We've just celebrated this in Advent. Advent is coming to Jesus, coming to Christ. Keep drinking the spiritual milk, Peter is saying. So, you know, Peter had to do the same thing. Once, once Christ is raised and he ascends to the Father, well, now, now they're, they're on their own. The Spirit will come and will help them, but they're, they're now without seeing Jesus. And Jesus has, I mean, Peter has to keep going to Jesus, even though he can't see him. Just like you and I, we have to keep going to Jesus. We have faith in Christ. Come to him who is this living stone. Let this living stone fill all the rooms of our house, as Teresa Vila said in the interior castle. Your castle. The Spirit filling all of who we are holistically. And we're to do so even though the world rejects Christ. No. Come to him a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. Christ is rejected. Christ is rejected 2,000 years ago on Calvary, on Golgotha, rejected by the leadership of Israel, the leadership of Rome. But the reality is, is Christ is still rejected. Our world does not live by going to Jesus and following his values. We, we don't do that as a global society. We reject him. And we still go after the mores of our world. That's just the reality. So we live in a society that essentially rejects Christ, but we are called to keep going to him. So that creates this tension. Part of us wants to go to Christ, hear what Peter is saying, and part of us wants to live like the world. So we have this interior tension. So will we keep going to him, even though the world rejects him? And then... In light of that, will we become this holy priesthood? I mean, that's an amazing statement. Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So again, it speaks about our true self, but also our true vocation. Our vocation is to know God, to love God, to walk with him. We become priests, all of us. This was a cornerstone of the, the, the Protestant Reformation, the priesthood of all believers, not just a few celebrated priests, but all believers are priests. This was a real breakthrough in the understanding of how the church works. We are all priests as we come to Christ, and we all have a vocation, and that is to know him, to love him, and to offer sacrifices. So what are those sacrifices? Peter talks about offering acceptable sacrifices to God. Well, I, I, I think it's this holistic living. It's our prayer. It's our praise. It's our communion. It's our study. It's our service. It's our fellowship. 
It's our witness. It's our repentance. All of this is part of our acceptable sacrifices to God. So God looks into your life and enjoys you how you live, and he enjoys it particularly as you keep offering yourself up to God. Your liturgia, Greek word. The liturgy of your life. The liturgy of your works. The liturgy of your witness. To offer that. You offer it. I offer it. This is what pleases God. God, our creator, our redeemer. This amazing God who wants to know us. A few days ago, at least I'm hoping, as we record this, that the Webb telescope went up safely. It was going to go up on Christmas Day. They've been working on this science for 30 years, and it's to put this new telescope, a massive one, a a new generation, bigger and better than the Hubble. It's going to be in orbit a million miles away from the Earth. It's going to go around the Earth a million miles away, and it's going to look back deep, deep, deep into the history of the universe going beyond visible light into the infrared zone, beyond so it can peer through dust clouds and so on, way, way back, Ben Morrison says. Go way, 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 way back. That's what this science will do, and and it's peering into our creation story. God is our creator. God is our redeemer. God who comes in Christ, the advent of Christ, coming into our lives, and we are linked with this creator-redeemer. We keep getting a better understanding of his universe. It should open our eyes in faith, not complicate things. Who we are in Christ. So will we indeed become living stones? How should we then live, as Francis Schaeffer wrote years ago? Boring quotes, who you are is basic to what you are to do. So our new identity in Christ, what is that? Well, our identity is hope, to live in hope, to live in hope that we are with God eternally. That's an amazing hope. Let that hope fund our lives as we go into 2022. To be a holy priesthood means to To seek holiness, meaning to seek to please God. That's all, to seek to please God in your life. To put on the true self instead of the false self. To say your yes and to keep saying your yes. That's a holy priesthood. And then finally, to put on love. Note what Peter says in chapter 1. I'll read it, verse 22. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth so that you have genuine mutual love. Love one another deeply from the heart. So we are to have hope, we are to have holiness, and we are to have love. Love one another deeply. So love is to be the characteristic of the church, the faith community. A holy priesthood. The Latin word for priest is pontifex, which means a bridge builder. So will we indeed be bridge builders in love, in hope, in holiness? What do you want? What do you want in 2022? What's your new life, your new year in Christ all about? Pray that we will say yes. Pray that we will want to put on this new identity in Jesus.
to love him, know him, praise him, worship him, honor him in our lives. May this be your desire, my desire, as we launch into this new year. In Christ's name we pray, amen.